I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. The Anne Arundel County Public Schools got some good news earlier this week. It came in the form of a $113 million federal grant to renovate Mead High School out on Fort Mead. In a release, Superintendent George Arlotto said this is the dawn of a new era for the school and its students, staff, and community. Now, the grant is provided through the Department of Defense's Office of Economic Adjustment, and it is part of a program designed to upgrade public schools located on military installations throughout the country. Anne Arundel County has also provided $28.5 million, bringing up the total cost of the project to $142.2 million. The project is estimated to be completed by the fall of 2023. The extensive renovations are going to add about 28,000 square feet of space to the school and ultimately have a capacity of 2,538 students. Currently, the school houses 2,029 students. In another school news, U.S. News & World Report has released their ranking of Maryland schools and national schools, actually. Maryland schools as a whole came in number four behind Massachusetts, number one, California, number two, and Connecticut, number three. And 12 Maryland schools ranked among the top 500 in the country. Breaking it down a little bit by regional areas... Of the top 25 schools in the greater Baltimore area, Severna Park High School rated number three. South River High School was down at about number 14. Chesapeake Science Point at 16. Broadneck at 18. Southern High at 21. And Arundel High at 24. The only Anne Arundel County school that placed in the top 500 for the U.S. News & World Report publication was Severna Park High School, which ranked in at number 403 in the country. So, Good job, Anne Arundel County Schools. Some more disconcerting news about the Small Business Administration and the loans that they're putting out for the disaster. For the entire state of Maryland, they've only approved 462 of the EIDL, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loans, totaling only $105.3 million. That's estimated to be 1% of the estimated 600,000 small businesses in Maryland. Nationally, the SBA approved 26,919 loans, worth a total of $5.57 billion. But there is still some hope. Yesterday afternoon, a $483 billion coronavirus aid package flew through the Senate. It is going to the House on Thursday and is expected to be signed by President Trump later on this week. 
$331 billion of that will go into the Small Business Payroll Loan Program, which is the PPP program that ran out of money last week. An additional $75 billion would be given up to hospitals, $25 billion for testing. And somewhat disappointing in this is that the $500 billion that Governor Hogan had requested on behalf of all of the governors of the United States was missing from that package. Both sides of Congress said that more aid is going to likely be needed in the next bill. But in the coronavirus press conference yesterday, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said it's not likely to get another round as restrictions are starting to be lifted. Yesterday in a press call with the county officials, the Capitol asked about the number of cases in nursing homes throughout the county. And Dr. Callan Arman was a little bit vague, saying that he was waiting on the state to figure out exactly how they wanted to message that. But I'll tell you, man, the Capitol dug deep in this one, and they found out that in Gambrels, the Wog Chapel Center, which is operated by Genesis Healthcare, has had three residents die of COVID-19, with 26 residents and 11 employees still testing positive. Genesis Healthcare does operate three other facilities in the county. The Severna Park location has three cases, and the two others that don't have any cases are on Hammonds Lane in Brooklyn and the Spa Creek Center here in Annapolis. Genesis was also the operator of the Lock Raven Center in Parkville up in Baltimore County, where 70 residents were diagnosed and four residents have died. Good job on the Capitol on sniffing that one out. All told, Maryland right now is reporting 14,193 confirmed cases in Anne Arundel County's total is up to 1,157. We are waiting for news a little bit later this week on Governor Hogan on his plans on reopening the economy and the state. So you want to make sure you're keeping your ear open for that. All right, that does it for the news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we'll have updates on these stories and more throughout the day. If you are someplace where you can give us a rating or a review, please do that as well. And let your friends and family and colleagues all know about this podcast and how to download and get it sent right to their phones. Okay, you need to hang tight. We have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast coming up, as we always do. And in just a little bit, I'm going to have a rant. It's going to be about Ruth's Chris. You want to hang tight for that. All that's coming up in just one minute. But first, this quick message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than the trusted team at Solar Energy Services. Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, April 22nd. Yesterday worked out pretty well on the whole for the Annapolis region with minimal showers and storm activity with a cold front moving through from the west. Though the eastern shore did see some severe storms move through in the early to mid-PM hours, which were followed by gusty winds for all as some late sunshine broke out across the region. 
and gusty winds and sunshine will be the theme of the day today with temps near 60 and winds frequently gusting over 20 miles per hour much of the day after a cold start this morning with temps in the 20s and 30s with wind chills in the 20s for many. Then another rain threat returns to the Annapolis region in the p.m. hours Thursday and that will last into the p.m. hours on Friday with the potential for one inch or more of rain to fall over the 24 plus hour period. With highs in the 60s both Thursday and Friday. As for the weekend, rain chances will linger both days with unsettled skies bringing plenty of clouds and a daily chance of showers with highs again in the low to mid 60s. So enjoy the sunshine today and get the umbrella ready once again for more wet skies tomorrow through Sunday or even into Monday. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DC. MDVA weather in the Apple or Google app stores. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Hi, this is Brian Griffiths, the founder of Maryland Podcast Month. Maryland Podcast Month was founded in 2018 to draw attention to all of the great podcasts and podcasters here in Maryland. And during this time of social distancing, there is no better time to start learning more about locally produced podcasts. Shows like my podcast, Red Maryland Radio, Ion Annapolis, The Conduit Street Podcast, JB's Drive-In Podcast, The Maryland Crabs, Quality Time, The Society Fringe Players, and more are still putting out fresh content. Visit MarylandPodcastMonth.com to learn more about these great Maryland podcasts. That's MarylandPodcastMonth.com. And we thank you for your support of local content. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Did you hear the one about Ruth's Chris, Steak Shack, and Potbelly? They all got huge PPP money from the bailout? Well, okay, Steak Shack returned their millions, but doesn't it piss you off? It does me, but not enough to boycott Ruth's Chris or Potbelly. And here's why. Our local Roost Chris or Potbelly will never see a dime of that money. They are franchises. Every month, they either pay a fee or a royalty of sales to the franchisor, in this case, Roost Chris Corporate, for the rights to use the name and the branding and so forth. Roost Chris Baltimore, Odenton, and Annapolis, as well as several others, are owned by a local resident, Steve DeCastro, and his company, Big Stakes. He pays local taxes, he shops locally, he hires local people, to work in his local stores, who spend their money locally. He may or may not have applied for assistance, but we can't demonize his company like I've seen all over social media this past week. Bruce Chris has been a great neighbor for decades, and we can't penalize him for the sins of the franchiser. The only thing in common they share is the name. Similarly, when Papa John's founder, John Schnatter, used the N-word, everyone wanted to boycott them. When the Cathy's publicly said that they were donating to a fundamentalist Christian cause that is typically anti-gay, everyone was all up in arms and going to boycott Chick-fil-A. But boycotting the local places is just wrong. Papa John's, owned by a guy who lives in Annapolis Cove, is always doing great things and giving back. Ruth's Chris is always at the ready with the gift certificate for that charity event you attended. Direct your anger to the SBA that allowed the loophole. Direct your anger to a petition that signs against the franchisor. Direct your anger by writing a letter to the CEO. Let Steve DeCastro worry about surviving and reopening. And if you think reopening after all this will be a walk in the park, you want to make sure you check out ionanapolis.net on Saturday morning for a bit about that from James King, who's the owner of the local Green Turtles, Roy Rogers, 
both franchises and the Black Wall Hitches. But for crying out loud, don't boycott them. All that does is make it that much harder for them to open up again on the back end of this, and it costs our friends and our neighbors their jobs. And that's what I'm thinking today. Whether it's a fire, a hurricane, or a virus, Annapolis comes together. We've done it time and time again, because this is a town that gets it, a town that knows how to lift each other up when the world falls down. As we face this new challenge, I encourage our community to come together as we've always done. I'm Steve Samaras from Zachary's Jewelers. I pledge to lend a hand to support my family, my team, my neighbors, and the small businesses in our town. Together, let's do what we've always done. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.